Hey guys, Chris, Matt, and Hanzo are going to be part of a little film festival called the International 14 Film Festival that's spelled F-O-R-T-E-A-N. We will be judges for this film festival. Hanzo, why don't you tell us a little bit about the film festival? Uh, the International 14 Film Festival is run by filmmakers and people with a passion for all things weird and paranormal. Yes, and just to give an example of these weird and paranormal, listen to the, some of the categories that they have for this. I think this is great. So they got things like, you know, best documentary, uh, best movie short, best movie feature. But then you got best horror film. You have best paranormal investigation film, Ooh. best adventure film. Uh, I think I saw best werewolf film. Oh, uh, very cool. Best magic and witchcraft film. So, yeah, there are all kinds of different things that uh, there's actually best vampire film, best big cat film. I don't know what that is, but wow. I'll watch it. Sure. I'll cool. watch it. Uh, so, yeah, so there's a lot on here. Uh, Matt, why don't you give us some of the details about it? All right. So if you would like to submit your film, you can submit your film to the 14 Film Festival website. The regular deadline is on February 25th and the late deadline is May 27th. The 14th Film Festival goes virtual on September 2nd and 3rd of 2022. Yeah. So if you have anything you want to shoot towards them, hit that website up. Again, it's 14filmfestival.com. 14 is spelled F-O-R-T-E-A-N. We will be judges for this. We will watch everything or we'll try to watch everything. I assume we have to watch everything. We have to watch we everything. We have to watch everything. So yeah, so if you got <laughs> something, submit it because we're going to watch it. Welcome back to the Cinema Cult Network. I am Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. And we're continuing. Ooh, really oh. quick, I got to cut you off. Can, we, can name, we change at the it? name portion? Yeah, at the name portion, because I think we should uh, change this to uh, Cinema Club. Oh, yeah, right. I was yeah. actually thinking about that during the Since movie. we're covering Scream 4, did you, you know what I'm talking should about? Should I start over? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. All start right. it over. Uh, welcome back to Cinema Club, uh, a high school club <laughs> where we talk about <laughs> horror movies. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Hanto, but you can't you can't see me right now, but I have a camera on my head. Yeah, oh, that's weird, because I have a camera on my head, too. <laughs> well, that's weird. I don't. Um, so we're doing wild card picks. And uh, last week, Matt chose Heavy Metal, starring Sammy Hagar. And I chose Scream 4, the 11 year in the making sequel to Scream 3, directed by Wes Craven from 2011. Oh, wow. Um, that's the gap is 11 yeah, 11 years. years. Mm -hmm. So I have asked these guys to do Scream 4 a couple times. And they have said no. And I was like, well, we got to finish up the franchise. It's, it's my third to favorite be, franchise. To be fair, I did say I will cover whatever the hell. You always do. You always do. Matt fought it a little bit. Oh, I fought it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Hato's being a little like coy, but Hato kind of fought it. Oh, I, I mean, I think it was like, when hey, I, first... I don't want to watch that movie fought it. Not no, like no, I, it I wasn't. I won't cover anything. I it was I don't no, really want to watch that movie. again. I did, I did not say that whatsoever. I said this movie is awful, but I'll still watch it. Yeah. And with it being my third favorite franchise, I really want to discuss it, especially before the Wait, what's your second favorite franchise? Back to the Future. Oh, OK. So um, I did a little reordering. It used to be Scream was second, but I think Back to the Future second. It's, it's a perfect trilogy. Um, so, kind yeah. Of. So anyway. Uh, so, yeah. So Scream 4. I want to do a few things because we have not done these on the past episodes, which is talk about Rotten Tomato scores on the screams. Okay. I don't think we have. We've done it for at least 
three. Okay, so let's just do a rapid fire. Just whatever pops off your head. So, Oh, we're actually going to do that many numbers? I, yeah, it'd be quick. I'm just doing, why, just, just doing about, Rotten Tomatoes scores. I'm not just, doing box office. So, And I'm pretty sure on uh, either Scream 3 or Scream 1, we did go through all of the, I don't think we did. That was a while ago. Yeah, I know. So I don't think we were doing but it I, then. I feel like we were doing Rotten Tomatoes at that time. But Scream you know what? Was Let's just, just do it again. It'll, it'll be a take, fun little game. It'll take two minutes, and it's my favorite part of the podcast. It's all downhill from here. Yep. All right. Scream 1. 1996, Rotten Tomatoes, Hanto. 96. Matt. 85. 79%. Oh, wow. What? Screen 2, 1997, Hanto. Uh, it's going downhill from there. Uh, 62. Matt. 61. 81%. What? Wow. What? <laughs> <laughs> Screen 3, 2000, Matt, go. Uh, seven, no. 72%. Matt, 50, Hanto? 53 41 percent and then there we go. that's that's more like it we did cover it we've done this before because <laughs> yeah. i think we talked about this on scream three yeah and scream four from 2011 rotten tomatoes matt you go first 30 percent honto 50 61 percent and then we will do the budget for scream four one of the higher budgets little hint at uh what the answer is well Hanto, considering i don't even remember what the other budgets are um it's still a hint hanto what do you think scream four cost to make 25 million matt he when i was gonna say 25 uh you can stick with 26 it. million 26 40 million okay and then how much do you think worldwide did it gross hanto 120 150 97. Okay. This is the lowest performing of the original four screams. Interesting. Um, it only made 38 million in the United States Ooh. compared to the other one and two both made over 100 million in the United States. Scream three made 89 million and then scream four at 38 million just in the United States. Is this it West, was considered a box office bomb. Is this Wes Craven's last movie? It is. It is his last directorial That's, feature. That stinks. So that's all I got. Hanto, take us to the cast and crew of Scream 4. Directed by Wes Craven. We've covered a lot of his movies on this podcast. Dude, we have, haven't we? Uh, Go ahead and list them. Let's see. If I can do it from... I didn't write any of them down. Oh, yeah. Do it. Scream see, 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, okay. This will be 4. Deadly Friend. Deadly Shocker, Friend. Shocker. Serpent in the Rainbow. People Under the Stairs. People Under the Stairs. Uh, that might be sitting at 8. We need, uh, this sounds really stupid. We haven't done Nightmare like, I don't Street. remember no, doing... Haven't. We haven't done Nightmare. No, we've, we've done, done Nightmare on Street three. Oh, and Freddy's dead. Yeah, that's weird. And Jason versus uh, Freddy. It, but we like—I don't remember doing Serpent. When was that? I remember that, that was the month we did like West Craven. That movies, was West Craven because it was back to back with Deadly Friend and Shocker. Was that yeah. a Halloween? That, that was, was an October that was a, Scarefest. That was a Scarefest yep. uh, month. Yeah. So correct. yeah, that might be the most covered director that we've done. I think that is correct. Uh, and that's the thing, too, is he's got so many more I'd want to talk about. Like, I'm, we need to do the original Nightmare at some point. I mean, I had originally proposed that Christina Ricci month, and we would have finally covered Cursed on there. That's true. See, I want oh, to talk about Cursed. Cursed is definitely an episode coming. Yep. I um, want to do, like, a series of... Uh, well, then I want to do, like, he didn't direct it, but Dracula 2000. Yeah. Uh, he, like, produced it. Yeah. I think we should do a month of uh, for, like, October Scarefest, or maybe, like, a non-October Scarefest, but, like um non-horror movies by directors that are like horror directors so we do like uh the music music of the heart with, with Meryl, uh, Streep. Meryl Streep yeah yeah with for Wes Craven it's supposed to be an awesome oh, movie yeah, and we do yeah. like um Simple Plan by Sam Raimi okay Dude, Simple right. Plan's a good one and then we do uh 
who else we got? John Carpenter. We John Carpenter. Do... We do Memoirs of Invisible Man. Sounds good to me. I like this one. Or Starman. Or I've watched it. It's a rough one. <laughs> I, love, I love Starman. I, it was rough. It's I was so great. excited. Like, yeah, music was so good. Yeah, I didn't like yeah, it at tight. first. The first time I watched it, but the second time I watched it, I it's really kind enjoyed of, it. It's kind of like a wonderful movie. I, yeah. I know, and I feel like that should have hit me, but it just for some reason I couldn't it's get it. I think it like watching it that first time. Uh, I think it was definitely. The feeling I had with it was that I was like expecting a Carpenter movie and it's not a Carpenter movie. Oh, no, it's not. I kind of turned off knowing it was going to be a whimsical. I think that's kind of the word. But um, yeah, I couldn't get into it. Yeah, I think that'd be a silly uh, month of movies. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we can find other directors as well. So uh, next up, we got Nev Campbell as Sidney Prescott returning for this fourth entry. Uh, Wild <laughs> Things, The Craft, Party of Five. Have we done any movies with her? I don't think so. Have no. we done that? We haven't done The Craft. No. Nope. Nah. Okay, I think I just I guess I just watched that on my own then. Yeah, recently. Sounds like it. Yeah, because I thought we would that movie. I thought we would have covered by now Uh, like that with Empire Records or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Because I feel like that's in our wheelhouse. Is that like there's nine? It's just well, it's 90s. Yeah. 1990s movies and horror films. What we grew up with. Pseudo horror films. Well, I know we talked about doing it and you've actually, Matt, you brought it up a couple of times about doing the craft. But yeah, it's just one of those ones we haven't done yet. No, no. And I remember there was a sequel not too long ago. And I yeah. think all four returned for it as the same characters or. Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah. We should I cover like, like super small roles. I think I could be wrong, but we should cover wild things. Um, Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sounds like an interesting. Time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would lo- I've never seen it. And like, I would oh, it's not a bad movie. Oh, yeah. You watched it with mom. <laughs> oh my god no it's not a bad movie there's actually um bill murray is one of the main characters in it it is yeah. it's like a noir like um yeah. like uh because bill murray's like playing it straight i don't think he's like a playing a comedy comedic character uh, acting or whatever i can't no, remember he's a lawyer it's a really he? good cast. He's, a, he's a shady lawyer yeah basically yeah. kind of like yeah. a, i think a better call Saul type of situation Kinda, yeah okay. it's got some good stuff in it it's been years i've seen it but i remember yeah like, it's got some good stuff in it oh man <laughs> keep going keep going uh <laughs> Courtney Cox is Gail Weathers Riley. Uh, she's married to Dewey Dewey Riley in this movie. Uh, Friends, Three Thousand Miles to Graceland, and Ace Ventura. Fun fact: uh, Her and David Arquette were going through the divorce during this. Wow! Yeah, it really? wasn't finalized until after the movie. So good for oh, them. That must have been a really fun time yeah. uh, acting in this. From movie. what I read, everybody they said that they were very professional and they worked together really well. So okay. good well, for them. That's good. Yeah. I uh, got David Arquette as Dewey Riley. Previous episode, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, it, soon soon to be, um, uh, what's the wrestling movie? Oh, uh, Ready to Rumble? Yep, soon. Coming soon. Wrestling's not fake! I've never seen, I've never seen that <laughs> it's movie. It's fun, it's fun. Uh, Eight-Legged Freaks and Bone Tomahawk. Okay. Uh, Emma, oh, Rob- yeah, yeah. Emma Roberts as Jill Roberts. Uh, she's kind of after this movie, she became... Uh, a regular on American Horror Story. Yeah, I think starting with season three and then on. No, maybe season yeah. two. I can't remember at this point. Uh, I think it was three. Three was the witches one I never saw. Three was Coven. Two then, was the uh, the insane asylum. Yeah, so maybe a three. Then. Yeah, I think it's yeah. three. Uh, We're the Millers and one of A24's first movies, The Black Coat's Daughter, which is an all right movie. And she was one of the main characters on uh, Screen Queen with Jamie Lee Curtis. That's true. I never so saw she's it. got quite a yeah, I never saw it either, but she's got kind it. of a horror background. Yeah. Uh, Hayden Panettiere as Kirby Reed, uh, best known for playing the cheerleader on Heroes. Then Nashville, which was like several seasons long. I think that, I can't remember if that was a remake of an old TV show or a remake of the movie Nashville. 
I can't. I don't know. I, I know what you're talking about. They had, but they I can't had Nashville and then Dallas. They had two of those basically yeah. back to back. I can never remember which hey, one. Real quick, I'm going to ask just a, a simple yes or no. Do you guys like her character in this? Yes. Yeah. Okay. She's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm kind of surprised that she hasn't done more. Like, yeah. I feel like well, she, her or on, character. Her. Oh, okay. uh, she was on Nashville for like after this. Yeah. It was for a while. It was for like six or seven seasons. Yeah. yeah. yeah but I mean, just like, and then, I mean, obviously she's on Heroes. Um, well, that was only, that was. Back Wait, in the early, yeah, early, early first yeah. gig, um, pseudo gig. But um, I feel like she should be doing like more like I, I really like her presence in this movie. Yeah. And uh, she's able to pull off the dialogue a lot better because the screen movies have a lot of like, I don't want to like, call them amateur actors. Like peppy. Oh, yeah. Like, but like it seems like it's really tough sometimes to pull off the dialogue in these movies. I think so. And there's certain characters, and we'll pick them out every now and then. I'm sure we're going to talk about it in the movie later on. But there's certain characters that's like, okay, that character right there knows how to say this dialogue. Like they know what they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's usually the movie stuff, when it's like movie geek stuff. Mm-hmm. That's where like certain like actors can't quite pull it off. Okay. And it sounds really kind of like foreign coming out of their mouth. Yeah, like uh, she pulls it off, though. Like yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar in Scream 2. With, uh, yeah, I think so. Was where they're talking about not. movie sequels, where it's just like, Oh, oh yeah, that it's whole, like the yeah. entire class basically. There's um, Pacey from Dawson's. You know what? Regardless, that's one of my favorite scenes from these series. <laughs> I mean, it's fine, but it's. Just I rewatched like Scream Two recently. Yeah, and I think it was during our like judgmental days. Scream Two holds up, but go ahead. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I was just going to mention. Uh, I feel like one of her first movies was Remember the Titans. She was. Um, oh yeah, she was. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the the act. It was one of the coaches. The it was the daughter. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, then we got Anthony Anderson as Deputy Anthony Perkins. Previous episode, The Departed. Yes. And we have Romeo Must Die and Agent Cody Banks, one of Chris's favorite movies. Never saw it. He um, <laughs> he has the honor of being in Scream and Scary Movie. I was about to say, I can't yeah. remember. I don't think oh, he was yeah. in the first one though, right? Uh, no, he's not, he's in is he, three. Is he? Which is the four. non? Which is the non like movies? I mean, the, the, the non Wayans. Well, the yeah, yeah non Wayans, and only the first uh, yeah. scary movie was like the slasher. Yeah, whatever. And we just watched him and me, myself, and Irene. We sure did. Yes, we did. Uh, we got Allison Brie as Rebecca Walters, uh, Mad Men, Community, and Glow. Yep. Uh, she's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, not a fan of her in this movie, though. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, Adam Brody, uh, Deputy Ross Haas, the OC, Shazam, and we just watched him uh, about a couple months ago, The Kid Detective. Yeah, uh, you throw him in anything, man. I'm, uh, I, I've watched this movie three times, and every time I've watched it, he's popped up. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I forgot think he's that awesome. he was, I forgot. And he's only actually, in it for like a second, too. I this oh. movie's got a decent cast. Yeah, the cast yeah. is solid. Then we have uh, Rory Culkin, one of the Culkin bros, uh, playing Charlie. Uh, probably best known for signs. And then he was also in an independent movie uh, within the last couple of years called Lords of Chaos. I think it might have been an A24. Okay. Joint. Okay. Um, then we have Eric Knudsen as Robbie. Uh, best know him from the Saw series. Donnie Wahlberg's son. Saw two through really? a lot of them. <laughs> okay. Are you talking about the guy with the camera on his head? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It totally yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, I watched all of those movies last year so did during I. the lockdown. So did I. And I can't remember any of them. Wasn't it on your letterboxed? Oh, yeah, yeah. It would be basically you just see them all being entered in. Yeah. Like, um, most of them are one star. I think uh, a couple of them made to one and a half star. So 
Yeah, I had to look at it again. We were excited because we were getting ready to see Spiral when it came yeah, out. Yeah, I think that's so why. Like, I yeah, was, let's go through all of them. I think that's why yeah. I had watched them. And just, it's very like one's good, and it's very roller coastery that yeah. whole series. Yes. There's one I think it was Saw 3D, and I think it's always the 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 trend with 3D movies. Yeah, which I'm glad they've never done a Scream 3D. Right, but uh, it's always when they do the 3D, it's like this is fucking terrible. Except for Piranha 3D. I haven't seen it in years. That's another one. That's a that's a next time we do wild card. Is that the first movie or the second movie? The first one. OK, with we, like Jerry O'Connell. And okay, so we we I remember uh, a couple years ago we uh, and this is pre pandemic, I think. But we sat down to watch Piranha 3D and we didn't make it through the first five minutes. Did we really? It. Yeah, we watched yeah. the Richard Dreyfuss. Oh, eat it, yeah. And it was like the terrible CGI. Yeah, and I think. Yeah. We're like, let's find something else. Interesting. I, you know what? It could probably not hold up. I remember thinking it was okay the first time. Yeah. Um, but it was directed by a guy who did. Uh, it's a uh, Al. Uh, Aja, right? Yeah, Alexander. Alexander Aja. Yeah. yeah. Who did, did like uh, high, high tension yeah. and mirrors? Well, I think it was supposed to be a comedy. When I watched, I took it as a serious horror movie. Okay. So I feel like I want to go back and rewatch it. And it might. I mean, I just kind of really want to watch it. Yeah, watch it because stuff uh, I've seen from it, I'm like, yeah, this is a comedy. Yeah, I want to say, yeah, I think it's definitely supposed to be a comedy. Yeah, but I really want to watch it just for Eli Roth. But go ahead, what else you got? Uh, Mary McDonald as Kate Roberts. It's um, Emma Roberts' like mom in this movie. Okay. Uh, Donnie Darko. She's the mom, uh, Mrs. Darko, and then I best know her from Battlestar Galactica, which I've seen all the. I know her most from Independence Day. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Previous episode. Yes. That's what she's from. I hate. Well, okay. When we do movies on the podcast, I yeah. don't look up the cast and crew. Yeah. Same. I don't either. So yeah. it's, up, it's up to me to. I know Hanzo's gonna find it. Yeah. But yeah, I was trying to peg it. I was like, what the hell is she from? She's the first lady, isn't she? Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then we have Marley Shelton as Deputy Judy Hicks. Previous episodes: The Sandlot and Valentine. And then she's also in Pleasantville. And coming soon, Grindhouse. I've always wanted to do Grindhouse on this podcast. Man, that might be. I don't know. <laughs> She's not in Sin City, right? She is in Sin City. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't I f- remember what she is in Sin City? Yeah, I remember she's in Sin City. I don't remember who her character was, but go ahead. Hunter. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, Nico Tortorella as Trevor. I, I have only seen him in Odd Thomas, which I thought was a not bad movie. OK, which one was Trevor in this? Uh, he's the, the ex-boyfriend or the oh. boyfriend or whatever. OK, yeah. OK. I thought um, he was fine in this. I liked him. Yeah, in this. he was fine. Yeah. Uh, there, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it for like the main cast. And you got Roger Jackson who reprises his uh, role as Ghostface, the voice of Ghostface. Yes. Um, let's just, before we start, let's just ask, would you guys like this movie at all? No. Um, I like the third act. Yeah, third act's awesome. I yeah. think it's a really good but third it's, act. It's mostly kind of an annoying movie. Um, I think it's yeah. up and down. So let's, um, it's up and down, yeah. And I, I like, I'm kind of still standing behind my opinion the first time I watch it. I just, I think that's kind of where I'm at too. I, I think what, what was better for me was the third act. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's one of the better screen movies. I think. I, so. you know, I'll, I'll say this as a positive. I think it's got the best killer motivation out of all the movies minus the first one. Okay. There. Where I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm really down for this motivation. This isn't just like, hey, Sid, like you, like your mom knew my my friend once and uh you that that friend is the uh he, his life is ruined and uh i'm gonna kill everybody around you wait and tell you everything which one are you is that your i'm f- just making shit up i was gonna say but I that's was, what I feel like. two, two i feel like is kind of legit though it's revenge for her son yeah right? yeah but they kind of just keep doing it where i'm like three just kill Sydney three's, off. three's like, three's the stupid one because it's like the uh 
you left me in the car when I was a boy. Yeah. I'm going to kill you now. I have and a then, brother? Yeah. And then, I mean, we'll talk about the new one here. Yeah. But that does um, spoil three. But who is the other killer in three? There's always there's one there's killer. Only it's the only one that has one. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is. I don't know yeah. why I always assume. And I, and I don't know if that's what makes the movie lame. Because <laughs> that, yeah. that movie is awful. It's hit and miss. That movie is very hit and miss. That like, might be. That is one star territory. I would me. watch three again over this one. But that's the thing. I've watched three like five or six. I don't think I watch three ever again. Really? I can watch this over three. Yeah. I think it's just they get uh, they get kind of boring to watch. Well, let's talk about this one. Let's go through the ups and downs of this one. I'm not going to go through every single scene. Starting with a down. This <laughs> terrible cold open. I like the idea. Of I this hate. Open. I hate, hate, hate. I hate it the first time. I hate it now. Really? I hate the double like meta, like a movie within a movie. We got triple kill here, right? Yeah, it's a triple kill. It's a stab six and it's like stab seven. And then it's like people watching stab. I like it. I like the humor of it. I just feel like it's a little it just doesn't land the way I want it to. No, it doesn't land. Well. Um, So basically, like you said, it's a movie within a movie within a movie within a movie within a yeah. movie. And people are watching stabs. And then that those people in that say we're watching a stab. And I think the idea is really clever. Um, apparently Wes Craven loved this idea, but Kevin Williamson's original idea for this opening uh, that he wrote, and I guess he agreed later on, he was like, yeah, the meta opening was better than I originally had, was that it was supposed to be 15 minutes long, and it was Nev being the first victim. Oh, wow. And she fights Ghostface, and it's like a brutal, brutal attack. Like They keep stabbing each other over and over and over, and at the end, she kills Ghostface, like stabs him to death, and then it cuts to Scream 4, and then it's two years later and it's her doing her book pressing. Mm. Um, but a lot of people oh, are like, that okay. ruins the pacing and Wes Craven didn't like it as much. And then the rest of the cast and crew were like, okay, the meta opening is so much better. Oh um, man, I actually, that, I kind of want to watch that one. I kind of like that yeah. too. I mean, um, that sounds like, it was supposed to be like this, he said it was uh, brutal, just like everybody's getting stabbed in this beginning. It's like, it's like they, the lay, they live, uh, fight in the dumpster, but <laughs> for it was screaming. Dirty son yeah. of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Dirty motherfucker. <laughs> and you're supposed to be expecting Nev to die because she's in the opening of the movie. It's like, oh is man. That, is that Ghostface trying to punch her? Yeah. <laughs> Sydney Put the glasses <laughs> on. <laughs> but it would been cool because you probably would have expected her to die. Like, yeah. oh man, she's going to bite it. And yeah. then it happens. Yep. And you're like, oh, that's a cool opening. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's the, the beginning of the scream for, what's the opening of two? Oh, I think two. Uh, I will say, I think two, other than the original, might be the best. The, Jade, the movie Jada theater. Oh, yes, it's a movie theater. Duh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it would be like basically the opening of three, where like they kind of set up like Cotton's going to die because it's like, oh, he's definitely going to die because he's the first victim in the movie. But that's yeah. the thing. And when you watch three, important, you don't think Cotton's going to die because he became such a big character in the second one. Oh, I, I think, thought he was going to die like as soon as I watched it. Oh, I remember even watching it as a kid. I was like, oh, he's not going to die. It's Cotton Weary, you yeah. know? But that's how they were trying to prove the point. Like, that's why I, that's what I got was I was like, oh, they're yeah. going to prove that this is superior by killing off a main. I think that's what I like about two. Like two has some stakes because uh, Randy eats it in that movie. Yeah. And, and then, like early on, too. Yeah, it's like pretty early. And then three cotton eats it. And it's like, oh, wow. Like that. I think the cold open for three is actually pretty, pretty cool. I do like the despite it being three. a terrible movie. I'm not going to lie yeah. to you. These movies are all downhill. When Randy dies, as soon as Randy dies, it's like, hey, you guys kind of killed the guy that says all the dialogue. The, yeah, like, the snappy dialogue, you know. Yeah, and he's like, he's got all the rules and everything. And then like by three. Because he's your comedic relief. You don't need anybody else to do the comedic yeah. relief other than him. Like if you're going to be like meta with these movies, you got to have that character that 
has like basically explains everything to the audience and the other characters at the same time. Yeah. Movie, yeah. Right. But it's like they keep killing that character off or making him the killer. They should have somebody. And then it's like him. they have to keep. Well, that's it. They just keep fucking replacing. Yeah. Him. Like so did, it's like like Randy Randy dies in two, and then they replace him with um Pacey. Then you're like, oh cool, we got a new a new. Oh, no, Pacey's season two. What's that? Pacey's oh, yeah, Pacey in second. That's what I mean. Just have him replace. Oh, you're just saying. Uh, yeah. Have him tag up with the the crew, and it's like yeah. you got your new Randy now. And he's like, yeah. you guys can call me Randy. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> Do you oh, even drink better than Randy? Do you know what I'm talking about with Beer Fest? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you just um, call me Randy, and then we'll just... We were, yeah. It's like, and now you we're must confused. be Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I already know you guys. You just call me Randy, and we'll pretend we'll know. <laughs> oh, man, I need to rewatch that. Um, so, okay, two cool trivia facts I read about the first one I've never known. Okay. And I feel like I've known a lot about these series. So, the color palette in the first Scream is based off the painting Scream. Mm. with uh like yeah the man with like the, the warped uh, face like it's yep. a it's a goya isn't it i don't know what that is like a goya painting i don't know what that is he's an artist oh yeah okay. uh, aren't I, you teaching art school <laughs> not here in a couple weeks <laughs> i've never heard the term goya it's edward munch is the artist oh it is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah okay but like yeah okay um but yeah now so I, like the color palette like <laughs> <laughs> Now I will see myself out. Isn't that a boy you're going painting? So yeah, the color palette in that movie is based off that painting. There's a lot of oranges okay. and like blues and greens. Yeah, yeah. That was really cool. Okay. And then the other thing, which I think is fascinating, a lot of the cast and crew on the first screen think that Stu's character was in love with Billy Loomis and that's the whole reason he like followed him to do all these killings. That's, yeah, oh, I really? Kinda, I think like a lot of these movies is like always like a um, like a infatuation. Like, yeah. The partner is always like an infatuated. Yeah. Character. Um, you know? And even uh, Kevin Williamson said in that first one, he said that there's a lot of gay undertones in that first one. Really? Interesting. Yeah. And now I just watched it like three days ago. I'm like, man, I want to rewatch. Yeah. It and look I want to watch that now. And like, but the Stu and Billy thing, I can totally see. Yeah. Because the way like Stu kind of hangs on Billy towards the end. Yeah. I don't know. It makes sense. I can see. And then it. they did it for scary movie. I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's like, that's why they did it in scary. It's because they saw yeah. it and yeah. they yeah. saw it. And like, I just, I, I don't think a lot of us have. Right. Like, yeah. right. did see it. Yeah. Uh, Really, you talked about cinematography of one. I'm going to bring this up real quick. Yeah, uh, Hanta, you're in front of a computer. Is this the same cinematographer for all the movies? His name is Peter Deming. Okay. And he is best known for... Scream. House Party. <laughs> oh, really? Drop Dead Fred. Loaded Weapon 1. For the first... Yeah, for the first Scream movie, right? Uh, Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Scream 2. Okay. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, his cinematography. Yeah, Scream 2, Scream 3, yeah, Scream 4, yep. I gotta say okay. that, like, it's it's one of my beasts with these movies is that the first one, and it might be the camera work, too, which is still cinematography. Um, It's like the first one looks so real. Yeah, I know, right? Right, and it's like, maybe it's because it's, like, lit cheaper than the other ones, or, like, but, like, once you get to 2... It's like it's like I feel like I'm watching a studio movie. Like I have to it's watch overproduced. I, I have to watch two and three again. But I kept looking at the quality of this movie and being like, why does it look like shit? Uh, like because it has like a haze to it. It yeah. does. It's, it's like a very a, um, it's very like hallmarky before this one. This um, like the one we're talking about right now. But it feels very like like overproduced. Yeah, it feels yeah. very, very yeah. clean. And I think sometimes, too, when you layer on the soundtrack on things yeah. too much, which these the, the movies do a lot. 
uh, it doesn't feel as real. There's something like really mortifying, like mortifying about Drew Barrymore dying in the first. Yeah, scene. it's actually kind of it's awful. disturbing looking. But even and the, it looks um, real, but they don't continue that look they, they, through the rest of the movie. They do uh, violence wise. They do bring it up, uh, uh, up the kill in uh, this movie with I think her name is Olivia. It's the one that gets uh, she gets killed because uh, he's hiding in the closet. When Gail or Sydney walks into oh, the room, yeah. you're like, oh my God, the guts are hanging out on okay, the bed. So we'll just kind of cut to that because not a lot of happens in the first like, 10, all 15 like, minutes. It's all pretty much just set up. It's uh, just kind of set up. Sydney's on they're her, trying to bring all the characters back in. Sydney's on her press tour uh, with Allison Brie, who's the agent, right? Yeah. And then you got Gail. Gail Dewey lived, well, or, Dewey's the sheriff now. Yeah. yeah. And, and Gail's he, bored. Gail is you know, now married <laughs> to Dewey. I, yeah, I think, right? She's, That's her character. She's yeah. bored and just trying to find the next scoop oh, yeah. or trying to get back into the limelight yeah. or whatever. whatever. And then we meet uh, one of the new characters is the deputy played by, uh, we just spoke about her. Marla Shelton. Um, yeah, uh, Marla Shelton. Yeah. Um, which Judy, I like Judy, her character. Judy Hicks. Yeah, I like Judy Hicks. I like her character. Um, so yeah, we too. have all these new characters that are introduced. And then um, the whole reason that I like, so... Emma Roberts is like pretty much she's Sid's cousin. Yeah. And she's kind of like the main character of this movie. Kind of. I they, would feel they, so. Right? They kind of paint her as the uh, the nice girl. Yeah. yeah. She's it's like weird. the Sydney of this one. Yeah. She's like the main character. But I feel like Hayden Pantieri. Yeah. I feel like she was kind of. Pantieri or Pantiera. Uh, uh, but like I feel like she gets. Hayden Panettiere. Panettiere. Uh, she gets more of like the speaking in this movie. Like I'm kind of surprised. Spoiler alert. But I'm surprised she dies. Like when she gets stabbed at the end, I'm surprised she died. And I was yeah. like, oh, like because she kind of did like a, it was like an off screen death. Like, yeah, she got like a um, like the typical Dewey where he gets stabbed, you know, and then survives. Yeah. And she gets a lot of the dialogue like she, she does. And she gets uh -huh. a lot of the good dialogue. Yeah, I think it's because she can pull it off. She can exactly. pull it. Like she should have been the new about. Randy. She kind of is. Yeah. If you think about but it, they kill her off again. Why do you keep killing them off? They kill off Randy several times in these movies. Every time there's a Randy, they kill. Yeah. Him they off. do. Actually, that's a really good point. So, yeah. So we meet all these new characters. And then <clears throat> at this point, I don't think anything else happens. But the cops, they have cops stationed outside to watch over yeah, because they got calls from uh, Ghostface. Earlier yeah. On. A lot of the girls are getting calls yeah. from Ghostface. Um, so while Emma Roberts and her friend are upstairs, their other friend lives right next door, goes upstairs and they're just kind of talking, having back and forth. Mm -hmm. And um, this is where I think um, I think Kirby gets a call, maybe. I can't remember. Yeah. And then you think yeah. like the killer is going to be in that house with Kirby. Yeah. And it turns out the killer is across the street. Well, it's it's clever because he's like uh, hiding in I'm hiding in the closet, you know? And yeah. She's like bullshit you're not there he's like i didn't say it was yours you know yeah like, and actually this is a pretty, pretty intense scene. it's pretty good yeah i like this one. and then for them to be like watching across the streets it happens and they're just like helpless it's really like oh man this is a horrible um, yeah but it i think what happened have been better i mean I go ahead i think it's fine i think it's a good scene i just think it's lame that they're just watching like oh no our friend i also think there was something cut but go you think ahead. so okay i think that something was cut because he obviously like cuts her stomach when yeah. he, he throws her out the window halfway. So she's leaning there. Right. And he, you see him cut her stomach and then the girls react to it. And then uh, when they show her body, it's on the bed and her it's kind of like what they did with them. Um, right? I think there is a shot in there and I don't know. This is just me guessing. I want to say her guts fall out maybe when she's outside the window. And that's why the girls because the um, and they cut that for MPA reasons. Chris, you're like the uh, Randy for these this entire franchise. Sure. 
uh, for Casey's death? Do they, was there like an aversion where they like actually show everything? Because I it's, don't, it's like him just killing her. I think it was, I don't know for her, but her boyfriend. Oh, had oh stuff that's, taken that's, out. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah that, that was stuff taken they out. They show that for sure. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, but I do see what Matt's saying, but I don't think it was cut. I think they just cut out a few seconds before he actually did something. Yeah. I don't think he would have They just wanted anything. to show like the off screen or like the, yeah. hear the sound effects of something happening. Yeah. And it looks bad too. Like when she finds oh, her I body on the bed. I think it looks bad. It looked pretty good. I thought it looked kind of goofy. Oh, like, I thought it looked, yeah. I think it's actually a very disturbing scene. I would it's say like, it's the, probably the most disturbing kill in the entire movie. Yeah, because there's like Between blood. that and Trevor. Yeah, oh, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that because I have a few comments on it, but I feel like it looked kind of fake compared to... Well, Drew Barrymore's the difference in the first the difference between that is that one's inside and one's outdoors. But it's just this, it's yeah. the way she's like once I once again, it's like I don't know if it's the effects. I don't know if it's a lighting. Yeah, I don't know if it's a camera work or a combination of all lighting. That. But she's so like ghoulish looking when they like when that when they basically push the camera forward on her and then yeah. it says scream, right? Yeah, that's like, oh, man, it's really disturbing. But they it's like they just don't pull off that level of terror throughout the rest of the movies. I hear you on that. I don't know. I think it's a very disturbing scene and it's um, OK because okay. most of the deaths are usually I'm just not, like. But see, that, that's, the but thing. that's your, I'm not, just your opinion versus mine. I'm not. Yeah. And I, I'm not. You I, I find violence like I, I'm like a normal person. So I'm like, oh, it's kind of gross. And you might be like, oh, that's really cool. Um, Keep the, upping the game. Up I want to see game, yeah. you know, but shouldn't they? Shouldn't they up the game? I think they yeah, kind like of. if they're if you're four, they if you're four movies deep in this, don't you think people should like they should up the game with these kills and like? Oh, I think they it's do. Almost there's, like, there's, I think there's a more disturbing kill in this movie. I think there's two more disturbing kills. But in this it movie. feels like like when he uh, Hayden Pantieri. Uh, I'm gonna screw her. Pan- I'm gonna say Pantieri. 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 Uh, every time, like as soon as they get to her, like getting killed, they just like cut cut away because they're like, ah, who cares anymore? Like. Yeah, it's just I, I actually thought she survived and it's like I know. revealed that she died. And I was like, what? But it's weird, too, because uh, people there's several people who get stabbed the exact same way and don't die. Same with. um, I mean, we'll get to it. But like Adam Brody, same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is like, oh, did he survive? Or? Well, originally he was the third killer. Oh, from what I read. Um, what happened? I don't know. I, I think it was early in the script. I don't think they filmed anything. But um, I feel like now is about the time when you have the third, the three killers. Exactly. Yeah, compared yeah, to the yeah, last one, which is one. Yes. You know, um, but yeah, I think we're still waiting for that. It was like, in the script, but they, they took it out. But yeah, um, I, that's all I know as far as that details. Um, but yeah, jumping around, um, I guess we can kind of go to the killing of uh, Allison Bree's character. Yeah, which is um, Sid's uh, like um, it's like her, not like her. Yeah, her Rebecca Walters. Yeah. Um, this scene's fine. It all takes place in a parking garage. But very reminiscent. Even, I mean, like the 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 tension is cool, but the death is lame. Yeah. Well, the tension reminds me a hundred percent of Maya oh. from Cursed. I, Do you remember Maya? I don't remember any. Okay, that was like twenty years ago. Right? <laughs> I've seen it once. Right. <laughs> Maya was in a parking garage with the werewolf. Okay. And. It just reminded me of it. There's a very similar scene of being chased in a parking garage. Oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. But then again, you can only be chased so many times in a parking garage. A right. la Urban Legend with the Dean. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. one's lame. Yeah. It's, uh, the, the, es- the aesthetic of this one actually kind of reminded me of Drag Me to Hell when she's getting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, about to have that fight with the old mm. lady. Oh, yeah. 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 But um, yeah, uh, it's fine. Uh, yeah. I think the brutality <laughs> yeah. is there when he runs up and stabs her. It's actually very disturbing because it's a very but like forceful. I feel yeah. like once again, though, they, they bring it up in this movie uh, when they're talking about the Saul movies and they're like, yeah, like the Saul movies suck because 
there's characters that are dying that have no backstory. You don't really care for them. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Allison Bree's characters like that. There's a lot of characters in the movie where yeah. they die instantly, the, the and I just don't care about them. Um, yeah, I can kind of see the Allison Bree thing where it's just kind of like, uh, let's kill off Sid's publicist because she tried to like manipulate her or tried to, right. you know, like make money. Make, yeah. I think make money off of yeah. the. Because once again with Scream, going back to the original. Yeah. Something uh, about that movie just just works. It works, man. But there's, yeah. there's I, don't no like a, I don't know if it's just small knit like cast of characters yeah. or, or what. It's, yeah, I watched it, like I said, a couple days ago for like the umpteenth time. And like that's like a ninety eight percent movie oh, for yeah. me. That movie is incredible. Yeah, I, it's, I, I, I might even movie. give it a hundred because I can't think of anything I don't like about it. But yeah, it's a great movie. Oh yeah, I think it's a great movie. Um, it's I, I think it's why I look at the rest of this franchise as just like a waste of time. Like, it's like you man, can't you're, see you're at the same height. As, yeah, like you can't even hold a candle to this torch. Yeah. but uh, nobody dies after Drew Barrymore until I can't. I'm trying to recall it might the, be, the first um, movie. It might be the uh, principal. Who dies after yeah. Drew Barrymore? Is it the principal? Might be the principal. So yeah. essentially, we get like what an hour's worth of a movie before anybody else dies. Yeah, maybe like a half. An you hour. get you get an attack. Oh, on, I guess so. It's not a very long. It's movie. like forty five minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's probably like forty five minutes. So like Drew Barrymore dies in the first movie, and then I think there's an attack on Sydney. Yeah, but the death doesn't come until the principal. Yeah, because it's yeah. after the the students scare. Um, they're running in the hall. Yeah, he has a pep talk with them. Says they're expelled. And then he gets killed and then goes to the party. Yeah, and that's yeah. like when all the, the rest of the movie. Happens. Yeah, but it's um, speaking of. Did you see Henry Winkler's statue? I in this movie? did. I was going to say something what? to you guys about there's it. a Henry Winkler statue in the school next to her locker. You can oh. see it's like it's in the foreground of the camera. So you can like you can make out his face. But yeah. it's not like nice. It's not like, yeah, it's a cool little like throw that. in there. Yeah, that was nice. pretty good. Um, but yeah, so it's like we have like a huge gap in the first screen movie where no one's dying. Yeah, and I feel like the rest of the movies are always like we got to kill gotta somebody like, every 15, 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, we don't know how to like do good, like good enough dialogue or like world building or character building that we actually have to yeah. just kill people yeah. off that we don't care about. Yeah, um, because I don't think we have another death here for a while. Actually, I think, think about it, because um, it might be the cops that it happens to that might be the next. Um, I think that might be correct. I think it's yeah. Allison Brie and then they kill well, the Gail gets stabbed. Gail gets stabbed. Yeah. In the, um, Which I do like this because like she basically stabs Gail not to kill her, but to like just to kind of like name her. Yeah. And that way she can write a book with her and get f- oh. fame out of it. So that I thought that was like, okay. that's oh, yeah. really cool. They don't yeah. say it. OK, but that's, oh, totally that's, a good, why, yeah. that's totally why she doesn't kill her. That's why I like the motivations. Of Interesting. This I hate when the killer is killing everybody except for the main cast just because in they, just because they don't want to kill off the main cast. Right. You know? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's totally why she stands okay. on her shoulder. That's why I her out. Man, think about that. That goes up yeah. another percent for me. Thank you. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, um, but yeah, we can go to the cops thing if you want to, because I think this is the scene when I can't remember who dies first, but this is where Jill's mom, uh, Sydney's aunt basically dies. I think the cops die before her. It might they? be. Yeah, it might be before. Yeah. But, um, but either way, it's in the same yeah. area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you got, um, Brody and Anderson, they're both cops and, and they're doing oh, the stakeout. Man. I hated this the first time and I hated the second. It's time. weird. OK, yeah. so they make yeah. all these jokes. It's actually it's actually kind of fun or cool, though, because they're kind of, you know, how like these movies, they always talk about like the horror movies and stuff. Like, yeah. 
the the traits, the trends, the characters. They're doing a version of this, but with like cop movies. It's cool because Adam Brody's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, we're gonna die like one day before retirement, or, yeah, like, or I yeah. got a kid on the way, or yeah. something like that. Not unless you're Bruce Willis, you yeah. know. And this is like, yeah, and then, yeah. I think I like this dialogue. I like back it. And yeah. Forth. But yeah, I hate the delivery of the line uh, when Anthony Anderson dies. Okay, so yes. uh, Brody walks around the house, comes back, checks on Anderson, gets stabbed in the back. And then I think in maybe the most disturbing, one of the most disturbing deaths in the entire franchise, Anthony Anderson gets stabbed in the forehead, yeah. which is insane. I think this is such a disturbing thing. It's like it's, spraying out. Yeah, this is the most disturbing death in the whole movie. And I read and then it that gets Wes, ruined. <laughs> well, I read that Wes Anderson or Wes Anderson, Wes Craven read about this guy who got stabbed in the forehead the same way and oh. drove himself to the hospital. And that's when he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to put this in my movie. Okay. So he's like, I knew he said he knew it was capable that someone could talk and function. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is so mortifying to watch. And he's like covering his face with blood. He's falling to his knees. And then the line F Bruce Willis pops out. And you're just kind of like, it's, yeah, it's a little cringy. It was almost the best death in this entire franchise. And then they say that. Yeah, it's very disturbing. And then. I like the humor in the screen movies, but I've seen this movie three times and that line just doesn't land for me, unfortunately. Nope. Um, so, yeah. So moving on uh, to go through the movie. And then we have like the the attack around Sid's house with Sid's um, aunt. Yeah, this um, is honestly this is my favorite kill of the movie. This is OK. This is bad. The way this is choreographed. Yes. Is done really well because like they both try to hold the door from Ghostface coming inside. And then Sid's like, put your back up against the door or whatever. And so she puts her back up against the door, slides, and then they think Ghostface runs away, and then she gets stabbed in the mail slot. Yeah. It's a very, like, unexpected thing. It's done very well. Yeah. yeah. I really like this scene because uh, it's unexpected. And then we catch Sid, who gets chased around the house, and she goes on the roof, and she's getting chased by Ghostface. Why is Sid not carrying around a gun at this point in her life? Right. By the fourth one, you think maybe even well, because by, if you remember after that third movie where she leaves the um the door open, the gates open, she's, she's okay like, now. she's like, nah, you I know, know. Oh, she's, yeah. she's about to turn on the alarm. She's like, nah, nah. Yeah. Um, and I might be getting things mixed up, but around this same time, uh, while Sid's being chased, I think we have the Stabathon going on. Yeah, it's, it's around the same is, time. Well, that, the Stabathon is where is this uh, after Sid? Yeah, gets this chased? is after the Stabathon. It's where, okay. where Gale gets stabbed. It's the Stabathon because they're infiltrating the because uh, it's supposed to be the, the party. That's like yeah. the climax yeah. of the movie or whatever. So, so and, that, then, and then the, something big happens that we didn't mention is that Gale saw uh, she had cameras, I think, posted. Yeah, she saw a camera that wasn't hers. So she's like the killer's filming everything. Yes, yes. And they had a whole thing when they went to the was it cinema club? Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about club. how like, um, how that one character is documenting everything mm -hmm. and that everything's being uploaded to the web, basically like in real time to like YouTube or whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of like almost like a red herring where it's like, Oh, maybe it's this character. I feel like they yes. don't cash in on that enough. I, and I, maybe it might come from the fact that like it's older people making this movie that like, yeah, they don't, they really don't, technology works. Yeah, they don't really don't show YouTube or anything like that. Or like the internet, like, the way they're like, yeah, so we're going to be broadcasting everything. Yeah, I guess they have more people seen like live. You yeah, know, like Olivia, a live. Ki there should have been, been killed live. There should have yeah. been a live kill. Yeah, like it should have just been a live kill. Like, yeah. 
or like almost uh, all of the kills should have been like live. Yeah, or and it's gonna be broadcasted on Facebook or yeah. YouTube or whatever. Yeah, and they should have cashed in on it, but they don't really go the internet route with anything. They just they say that they're streaming gear. stuff. They kind of switch gears with like the whole um, uh, motive at the end. Yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like this movie, if it was made three years later. I feel like they would have pushed more for that technology. Yeah, because I think YouTube was like relatively new in like 2005, 2006. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I think it wasn't as big as like the like Twitch streaming wasn't a thing mm. in this time. Because that's the know. thing, too. It's like the screen movies have uh, always cashed in on whatever the technology is at the time. Right. 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 I think right. except for two, two doesn't really have anything that's different. Uh, cause probably because it's so close to one. Yeah, I think it was like back to back. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um like i mean obviously with like one it's cell phones yep. like the idea that no one has a cell phone i mean one at one point one of the, somebody becomes a suspect because he has a cell phone and two's caller id oh that's yeah, true yeah. yeah so it's like i mean so it's kind of weird that they don't really kind of go that route of like hey there's stuff that's streaming live on the internet that's really pushed for that yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so they have this whole like stabathon party, which is cool. Cause I like this movie at this point where they're like, all right, basically we're trying to remake the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is supposed to be like the big party where everything goes down. And so, yeah, I, I like the, the, the atmosphere of this party. I think yeah. it's really cool that they're in. A, I wish it was a bigger set piece or like a base. We spent more time here. I agree. I agree too. Um, but yeah, this is where Gail gets injured. Um, she's kind of, and then she's kind of just out of this movie. She like is. Oh, she's in the hospital of, for like, the rest until of the, the movie. very end, basically. Yeah. Um, but at this point, like I to go back with Sid running around on the roof. Um, Sid takes off, right? Now tell me this. The roof, the roof doesn't happen until when they get to Kirby's house, right? Oh, that's later on. I am getting yeah. that confused. Yeah, You're yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yes. I think, with my, gosh, I, think, I just watched this movie an hour ago and I forgot that. I think yes. with the ant, the um the ant dies, and then um I think they realized that the the party is going to Kirby's. Yeah. I can't remember how she like gets there. Yeah. Basically. But then Sid takes off for there. And because that doesn't the sheriff they're like, oh, Sid just took off. Blah, blah, blah is dead. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So now we're at the final act of this movie, which I do agree with Hanto. I, I don't know how much he likes as much as I do, but I really enjoy the third act of this. They're actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of good talking in this. I love um, cause this is where you get a lot of Kirby talking with the group. Yeah. And she's um, like really able to pull off this dialogue yeah. and like sounds legit. Yeah. And there's a lot of interaction. So much happens in this last like 20, 25 minutes. I won't go step by step. Um, but basically spoiler alert, the killer's there. Uh, people are running around getting killed left and right. You have the one kid, um, Charlie from yeah, Saul too. Yeah. Charlie. Um, he goes outside, he gets stabbed and murdered. And then they're, I guess they're talking about one of the rules where it's like, can't kill gay characters. And then he like stops like, wait, 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 wait. He's like, I'm gay. He's like, if that makes any difference. Yeah. And then he ends up getting, then he killed. Ends up getting killed. But I actually like, um, the kind of the start of this where they're all hanging out. It's like the core group of kids or whatever they're hanging out. And then Trevor shows up and they're like the whole, it's like a constant question. which is actually pretty good. Where like, who invited you? Dude, it, yeah. it happens a couple of times. Like, yeah, Kirby says that. She's yeah. like, you kind of think that it's like him just being kind of like a, like a creeper, a, like a creeper just being like, yeah, I'm here, you know, whatever. Yeah. Then it like, it's revealed like, oh yeah, like Jill texted me or whatever, which she did on purpose, which is so actually pretty like, good. Okay. So it's like, once again, they don't say that's why, yeah. but like that's, that is, yeah, it's it. actually like, yeah, that, and this is why I like this third act because it's like, bringing them all together for like the small group party or whatever. But I like the whole interaction of like, you're trying to figure out who's who. 
And then, you know, you got this thing with like, oh, Jill texted me and it's all kind of building, you know? Yeah. The the pieces are finally moving to figure out who's, who's yeah. the killer. And it's done really well, too, because um, Emma Roberts disappears. Yep. But you don't think anything of it. Yeah, because like, you're yes. like, you've been following her this entire time. Yeah, man. you don't think anything. I think that's a really cool, like, throwing her as the killer. Um, but then we do have... Um, Rory uh, Culkin's character. Yes, and then he gets tied up much like Drew Barrymore's boyfriend in the first one. And so we have this whole like, let's play a game. They yeah. are not. That's let's Saul. Live or die. Make your choice. <laughs> uh, characters welcome. <laughs> um, so the killer asked Hayden Kirby all these uh, horror movie questions. And I think we have them pulled up. What was that? The first one was. Sorry, left that page a long time ago. I asked you to say <laughs> that. <laughs> Keep talking. I'll, I'll bring um, it up. I think I okay with the scene like this. So I would love to see the one time in these movies where somebody gets all the questions correct, and the killer's like stunted. Like, oh, they that's you, well, got, you got them all right. I, I will leave you alone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the first warm up question is like, what is Jason Voorhees uses a weapon? Yeah, it's like all the um, um, the horror icons. Yeah, and I think they say machete. Yeah, um, yep. which is, I feel like is a, a loaded question because he's he pretty much. Well, yeah, the around. whole the peeping Tom question is like that's like too. that's like what that is that the warm up question? question? No, that's the one that um, that's when it she counts. Gets, she gets wrong because then yeah. they do the bonus round. The question is, what's um, the first slasher film? The first slasher. She said Psycho, and he's like, wrong. Yeah, it's peeping Tom. Know? And that's debatable. Uh, I think that's pretty good. I think it's debatable. I think it's pretty good I because say, yeah, it. I don't know. I mean, not nothing against peeping Tom. I love that movie. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't like. Throw it in I, it's same. a good way to just make sure the killing continues. Yeah, yes. to, to trick her. Because he could have easily said, you know, Black Christmas, but if she said Black Christmas, you know. Yeah, and technically, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is not a slasher film. Yeah, it's supposed to be a comedy film, apparently. Yeah, it's a comedy. <laughs> I don't know. There's, we, we've talked about this with Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, basically, so, like. But we brought up about that. She's being asked a question, so what are the, you know, what are the weapons of choice? Yep. And then it's, what's the the multiple choice the movie that started the slasher craze yep uh halloween texas chainsaw massacre last house on the left or psycho she says psycho it turns out it's uh peeping tom and then bonus question it is name the remake of the groundbreaking horror movie in which the villain and then before he can finish villain she starts naming off all these movies basically which is which a total is, dig at like how many remakes there were up to that point dude it's insane because she goes on for like 15 minutes i think it's halloween texas chainsaw dawn of the dead hills have eyes amityville horror last house on the left which is funny because that's west craven uh friday the 13th nightmare on elm street my bloody valentine when a stranger calls prom night black christmas house of wax the fog piranha uh, it's one of those, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's weird because usually when they talk about these movies in screen movies, they talk about what's like relevant. Right. And it's weird because this is like the only like screen movie where they're talking about these movies that are relevant, but they're all old titles. Yeah. So it's weird that they're not like it's it's essentially it's it's, it's the same when you think about how many remakes there yeah. actually are. Yeah. I remember what it was. We talked about we did a whole slasher special. And we talk about how the slasher films really don't start until Halloween because that's when the craze kicks in and that's when the title kicks in. So anything before Halloween is forfeited, right? But because Black Christmas is pretty solid, though. It yeah. is. It is. But like they technically, but I guess, starts like, with a mask, I guess. 
it's like it's something weird. I don't know. We I talked about Peeping how, like, Tom, and I will say Peeping Tom's probably the first slasher. But we talked about like yeah. that golden era of slasher films starts right, with Howie's and goes up. The golden era, yeah. But I would still yeah. say because there's still a gap between um, uh, Black Christmas and Halloween. Because I think Black Christmas is 74 and yeah. Halloween's like 79. Yeah. And Texas Chainsaw 74. 78. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's like still yeah. 78. And then Peeping Tom's 60. And I think Psycho's like 68. No, Psycho's 60 as well. I think is they it? came out. I want to say they either came out the same year or one of them. They might have came yeah. out the same year. I think one of I think Peeping Tom came out first. Yeah. 60. 60. Yeah. Um, but uh, she ends up losing because she doesn't let him finish the question and Culkin ends up dying. She rushes out to save him. Turns out Culkin is the killer. Well, yeah, I think he counts it as right because he doesn't die here. He's just... Oh, yeah, and she runs out to save yeah, him. He's just yeah. sitting here. Yeah. She's like, I, I won. I, yeah. I effing won. Yeah, it was one of those, I won, right? I won, yeah. I won. Uh, then, yeah, he stabs her and... Sorry, babe. Yeah. Probably kills off one of the best supporting characters. Wes Craven has hinted that he's like, you don't really see her die, so I'm not going to say whether she lived or died. So he kind of hinted that uh, she so lived. They should have brought her back. Yeah, she died. Dude, yeah. she could have like... He, I think he hinted that she lived, but yeah. yeah. I'd be all on board if she led the next movie. They A lot really, of that. David Arquette fought for that, to, for her to come back in the fifth one. Oh, it'd been awesome. That he really wanted to really? that. Yeah. Dude, because they really got to retire Nev Campbell. Not that she doesn't do a good job. It's yeah. just that like this point, she's bulletproof. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, no, no. It's fair enough. And um, I mean, and I, yeah, obviously they got to retire all those characters. Yeah. The only slasher films, like in any, uh, in any form, where like that many characters just keep getting carried over. Right. Into the no, for movie. sure. For sure. Um, um, and then we kind of get to the last like 20 minutes of this movie where it's revealed that it was Emma Roberts and, and Culkin. They were the two killers. They're not, uh, like, um, in love with each other or i think he's in love with her oh, okay not vice versa like yeah because then she yeah. kills him yeah i think she kind of tricks him into doing all the heavy work yeah pretty good let's be yeah. honest emma roberts is a really tiny girl yeah yeah and there's times when like it's kind of gooey but there's times when she's throwing nev campbell around and nev campbell has like a good foot on her <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Dude, she I, threw she threw and out, and i was like she threw allison brie off of a building right yeah and yeah. i was like she yeah. carried the body whether it was she was still alive or not yeah she it, carried yeah regardless of like how strong strong she is she kind of shows it when she's trying to rip the tape off of her dead boyfriend and she's having trouble like ripping the duct tape off so i'm like She's having trouble with that. She's probably having trouble dragging right. Allison Bree's body <laughs> through a parking garage and throwing it yes. off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some disturbing scenes here because they tie up the boyfriend. And they're it's like they're recreating the first movie yeah. with the dad yeah. tied up. And she shoots him in like the groin thigh area. Yeah. And the then penis. she shoots no, think, him in the I head. In the pee pee. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then she shoots him in the head and it's brutal. Like it's a yeah. very disturbing. Which and she's going to they're going to set him up with the killings. Yeah. They're setting him up, and then she stabs Rory Culkin in the Rory, Rory Rory Culkin, and stabs him, and she's gonna set up the killings on these two, right? Yeah, dude. As a as like if I Matt detective detective Matt, <laughs> if I walked in the scene, I'd be like, why is that man shot in the penis? <laughs> That's my first question. And I feel like that would ruin her entire story. And she's like, oh, he was coming towards me, and yeah. I shot him in the penis. And I'm like. Well, who dragged his body into the living room? Because there's obviously blood smear marks all over the floor. Right. Who shot that man in the penis? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's the new uh, Hercules Poirot. Like, yeah, Poirot. Hercule Poirot. Like, <laughs> I must find this man who got shot the, in the, the penis. The little gray cells tell me who shot this man in the penis. <laughs> like, it's so... The killer is in his room. <laughs> like, 
It's just a goofy. I don't think it's goofy. I think I you're think looking way too much is, into it. It. It, is, it is pretty silly. Where you know. like, it gives it away immediately. I was like, why would anybody shoot this guy in the dick other than his ex girlfriend? Oh, see, I don't think me. so. Like, yeah. I, that's not what I would see. I would just say you got shot. Dude, can you? How many like? No, I don't know, man. I'm not I think buying. you're thinking it's, way too much into it. Like, it's a little silly, especially if like he's dragging blood and like DNA across from the closet all the way to where he died. Yeah, yeah, no, just, they drag and for some reason they drag his body at one point into the living room after she blows his brains remember. out. They drag his body, and I'm like, why did you drag his body? Yeah. So it's like all these it's like immediately if I Matt Detective Matt walked on the scene, I'd be like, <laughs> who shot this man in the penis? <laughs> Apparently in these movies too, everybody is a is everybody is a like great headshot. Like they're yeah, all dude. they're all great shots. They can shoot in the head, like it's no pretty, matter how many yards away, right? Yeah. Um Unless like unless it's like absolutely needed. Yeah, like, yeah. Dewey can't shoot anybody in the head. Oh, for no, he's you know, it's weird. Shot. And you will criticize a movie like this. I'm not, I'm not just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, you'll criticize a movie like this. But then we'll talk about like Friday 13th, part six or whatever. And you're like, yeah. And then Jason pushes the guy's head through the uh, the the camper. And it makes like this face to the camper. Yeah, I'm just I know. Like, great scene. Like, how is that OK? And because, then, OK. That's okay because it's a, a he's essentially a monster, a supernatural being. He's killing. So your your mind is in that that uh, space of like this is like absolute fiction. It doesn't matter what he does. If he splits somebody in half with his bare hands, I'm gonna buy it, right? Which he's basically bent somebody backwards in that movie as well. Yeah, uh, it's tough because you watch a scene like this and they're trying to set up logic. They're trying to set up logic for the character. And of by, like recreating the like the are creating a yes. crime scene. Like she's literally going through this painstaking monologue, saying like this is how I'm going to set it yeah. up so I can get my fame, and we're going to make it look like he killed him, he killed that person, and this person, and this person, yeah. this person, and that's why he's here, right? So they're trying to set up logic, and then it's like you can't help but like, but who shot that guy in the dick? Right. Like if you walked in on the scene, like I think you're overthinking it. I don't know. I but, just think that, um, that's what just would give I me do, like, I do kind of agree. That's my red flag immediately. If Detective Matt was on the scene. I mean, she could easily just say, I learned defense class. If I get a hold of a, the intruder's gun, shoot him in the dick. It could have been a lucky shot. I don't even, I, don't, I think it's in his thigh. I don't even think it's in that area. No, oh, it's for it's sure. It's definitely his thigh. I think it's his thigh. Dude, it's his dick because she says like, this is what you get for cheating on me. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so yeah, so she ends up stabbing Sid thinking that she kills Sid. At this point, everybody's dead except for her. And then she does like a fight club. Oh, right. And she like throws herself against the wall and tears her hair out with her ex-boyfriend's hand. That's nasty. This whole scene of her like going crazy is a really cool scene that she's like, I'm going to sell this. Because she runs, she has the knife and she runs into the wall. Yeah, I do like that. I think this whole scene uh, is awesome. She does the like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And throws her, herself into the table. Maybe you know? myself and Irene. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, is this supposed to be funny or serious? No, I think it's supposed to be serious. I think it's supposed to be serious. That's what's kind of weird about I saw the movie. It as, I saw it as serious. Yeah. Okay. Because I was laughing. Oh, okay. When she threw herself on the table. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be so ridiculous that I could see you laughing at it. But Yeah. They should have played the uh, Dust Brothers from the Fight Club fight soundtrack. <laughs> that would have been, nice. been kicking my own ass. Do you mind? <laughs> Um, yeah, I think this is an awesome scene. Cops show up. Uh, before the cops show up, she actually plants herself to look just like Sid. Yeah. Which I think is really cool that she's like this into like selling it. Yeah, yeah, yep. And she ends up going to the hospital and she gives herself away when she states that 
she got stabbed in the shoulder and it matches Gail. So now they can write a book together. Right. And Dewey yeah. kind of puts this together. Yeah. When he sees Gail and she's like, like how'd, she, how'd know? she know? Yeah. But what's really cool is I like the reveal of when uh, Dewey's like, hey, he's like, Sid's going to be okay. She pulled through and you can tell she's like, what? Like, like okay. Great. I think this is Yay. really cool. Just staring out to the abyss. Yeah, just like the like crazy. Joy gasm. Is that Ren Stimpy? I don't know. I think it's Ren Stimpy. So Emma Roberts gets out of the bed and she she intends to go kill Sid. Yeah. This whole fight happens. Uh, and her plan. I mean, I guess at this point, letting her live and then even saying the Gale thing. She just like her yeah. whole plan. Just it's, it's completely filled yeah. out. That's why it's stupid. <laughs> she goes through all these like yeah. all this trouble. Like, she even cleans the knife off of the handle so her fingerprints aren't on it. Yeah. But like that guy's brain matter is on the other side of the floor, even though somebody dragged his body in the living his room. His dick's like, on the other side of the room. His <laughs> dick stuck in a ceiling fan. <laughs> um but uh yeah i think the trend with this movie is that they're all so proud of what they did that they always reveal themselves or ruin their plan yes and i think that's what happened here she's so proud of this story that she created that she said the whole gale thing and she completely ruined it yeah she would have just said cool yeah fine Maybe the whole city thing that kind of compl- that, <laughs> that kind of complicates things, <laughs> but, yeah. but there's that. <laughs> we'll worry about that later. <laughs> but yeah, so she like tries to like save her plan, tries to kill Sid. Uh, Deputy Hicks comes in, or yeah, Deputy Hicks Judy comes Hicks, in. Yeah. Judy Hicks, she comes in, tries to save the day. Um, and basically, what ends up happening is Sid like takes the uh, paddles and shocks Emma Roberts' head. She falls down, and then I think uh, does Sid shoot her in the head? No, she didn't get shot in that. She gets shot in the chest. Yeah, she yeah. does get shot in yeah. the chest. And yeah. it's not multiple times, just one. It's one time. Sid as she This is right? our yeah. first non head. This is our only non headshot to a killer yeah. in, a, yeah. in the whole franchise, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, after she ends up killing Emma Roberts, um, and kind of like a, I, it's kind of like a dark line. No, there's before this though. I hate this is a oh, Hicks. Like, this is like the the tr- the trio of stuff I just hate in this movie. Uh, like Hicks when she stands up. Yeah, and she's, she's like, like um, she's like wear a vest, protect your chest. Yeah, and then just yeah. collapses, and it's like yeah. God damn it! it. it. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> it's weird. I think that's why I hate it. This is why I hated it the first time watching it was that it's it's that they, the Bruce Willis they take the reality stuff out of it yeah. and it's like there's this weird comedy in this movie that, that just shit does not work. exist in the first movie no but the comedy, nor the second movie but that's the thing is all these movies have comedy aspects they do but they're not terrible but, okay so here's a, here's a, a comedy that works um, it's goofy but it works remember at the end of three when um, Dewey is trying to kill her brother. And she keeps shooting him yeah. in the chest. He's like, oh, come on, come, come on, on, come yeah. on. Come and on. like, he's like, he gets shot like eight or nine times. Yeah. He's like going on and on. Like, yeah. that's funny. Like, that's goofy. But like, because well, at this point, it's like, OK, yeah, he's just wearing a bulletproof. It's realistic. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but like even in three, going back to three, there's a part where um, he's chasing down one of the actors, ghost faces. He's like, oh, you motherfucker. And then like, oh, yeah, and it's like, yeah. oh, come on. It's yeah. a serious moment. Oh, I think it's a funny. It's I like serious. that scene. It's oh, serious. Funny. OK. Um. But yeah, Sid has this line and she's like looking over at Emma Roberts and she's like, I don't know about you, but and I don't care what she says right here at the end towards her. But it's kind of like a dark line of like, 
Um, Hunt, if you could pull it up, because I think it is worth mentioning. I hope oh, so. that she got the fame she was looking to get or something. I can't remember what it is, but it's probably not gonna be worth it when Hunt finds it. It'll be like it's kind of cool though, because the movie exits on all the reporters. I, I think this ending saying is the false, awesome. Yeah, saying the false story. This ending is so cool because they're like it shows like eight or nine reporters that's going down the line. And, oh, uh, oh you yeah, got it. She says, I don't know about you, but I feel whole better. Yeah, whole and it's like better. Yeah, and it's very, it's kind of like a dark, like, scene of, like, Nev saying that to her, like, her cousin who she just killed. Yeah, it's really dark. Yeah, um, I thought that was dark when I yeah. when I watched it, yeah. too. But, um, yeah, she was, like, eight reporters outside the hospital, and then it cuts to, like, one of them when they're, like, and they're talking about Ever Roberts' character, and they're, like, our surviving heroes inside rescuing, and we're all rooting for her. And then it cuts to, like, her dead on the floor in the yeah. hospital, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. And you're, like, oh, man, that's a really, like... Yeah, I like that last. I do. Second. I really like this ending. Instead of like, hey, let's play movie. Let's go ahead and exit the movie. Yeah, boy, it's, it's, it's a born identity. <laughs> scream four, scream four. <laughs> uh, but that's Scream Four from 2011. All right, let's hear it. Hanto, I'll start off with you. What do you got? Uh, it has I'll, a 61 on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, probably like a 55, 55 okay. to 60. Okay. It's. I always give you the higher one. Whenever you say, I'm gonna it's be better. Higher. It's better than a two and a half, but kind of lower than a three star. Okay. Okay. So sixty percent. Yeah, sixty okay. percent ish. Okay. Do you like it better this time than you did originally? And third act's better. I hated the movie entirely the first time I saw it. Yes. Okay. Uh, but yeah, those lines of dialogue that it's too funny. Like they do too much comedy in this movie. Yeah. Uh, it's the third act that's worth it. That's about yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I will. Um, sixty-one around tomatoes. I'll give it a seventy. Um, the first time I saw it, I was so pumped to see it. And I remember like, oh man, that's what we waited 11 years for. Yeah. Um, and then I watched it 11 years and then I watched it like a year ago. Uh, I went through the whole series again and I was like, okay, this is better than I remember. And I think it's actually aged a lot better when it's talking about the remakes. And I think it's cleverer than I, I I just think it's aged better in general. Um, I think it's one of the better in the series. So I will give it a 70%. Matt. 40%. Really? Yeah. It's low on there, man. I I hope I don't have to watch this movie again. (laughs) Uh, yeah. okay. I, I, I know I, I understand would you guys watch it again yeah yeah I'm sure I will watch this at some point if again. I was like invited on a show and that was the movie I would watch it again but probably not yeah okay I'm sure I'll go um, through the series again and I'll rewatch it then. yeah I yeah I just don't like this movie I think it's just kind of a flat note in the franchise um I wish it, it, I think it'd be better if it was made a few years later on yeah I think yeah and I think like if they would have cashed in a little bit more on the um the internet youtube stuff also like because it's like they start to say it at the end like uh this is kind of the beginning of people trying to be famous on the internet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like just yeah in society in general that's like that's yeah, ex- that's right? an excellent thing because yeah. i mean that's like yeah you bring up a great point that's like that's what they're the trying to do twitch youtube personalities yeah. and yeah. like the um influencers uh-huh. like that yeah. would have that would have been perfect now and that's three, what i'm saying so that's that, why i think the movie's ahead of its time it, that's the problem. If it was three years into the future and they made they this movie, it they would have done her having an Instagram account. They would have probably been like, oh, she's a, she wants to be an influencer. And then it would have led more into the end of the movie when she's like, I'm doing this to be famous. Yeah. Uh, the problem is like, it just doesn't cash in on like the technology at the time. Like, it needs kind of a young voice like you can't be that, to write it. You or can't be that it. pissed off that your cousin's like or a survivor, it. you know? Right. Yeah. Right. It's weird. Like, I don't know. I agree with the social media, but I just, I can't buy. Her just growing up and being so pissed yeah. that she's not as famous as her yeah. thriving so, cousin or whatever. 40%. I wish the movie would have done what it should have done, but it doesn't. And it just kind of turns into a 
uh, a cash sequel and it really you could remove it from the, the movies and just do one through three and five. Yeah. And it'd be fine. OK. Yeah. 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 I the agree. only connection to the five is Shelton. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Marley Shelton. Marlon Shelton or Marlene Shelton. Marley Shelton. Actually, there's yeah. quite a few. And actually, it's going to bring us to our point. Spoiler alert. Um, our next episode will be a now playing on Scream 5. Um, that's kind of why I chose Scream 4 is so we yeah. could talk about 5 because it would have been kind of goofy to skip good, it. Good lead up. Um, so yeah, so that's Scream 4 from 2011. Um, I think for me personally, I'm I'm glad Wes Craven went on a, a, a higher note because I feel like a lot of directors, the older they get, Matt's giving me a weird face, the older they get. Because I feel like we just talked about how bad this movie I was. I gave it a right? 70. Wes Craven went out on a high note. I said well, of a higher <laughs> note. Because higher a, lot of, a could... lot of directors don't get a chance to go out on a higher note. Um, cause oh, they, okay. I mean, he was 76 years old when yeah. he made this, which is, or no, no, he died at 76. So he's probably, he was in his seventies at some point. Okay. Um, but like I heard like one probably then. my soul to take, um, which was before this, I heard is not very good. Um, that's like the only West Craven I've never seen. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he goes on a, a semi high note and at the time. I think it was a good ending because I think, do you guys think it's better than three? Yeah, I no. think it's, I think it's better really. Than three. I, I said no. I think, okay. I, well, I just said it. You could remove. The, I would like want to remove <clears throat> this movie. I think yeah. one I through three are rewatchable. I don't think four is a rewatchable. I want to. I want to remove three because three is one of the worst sequels I think that's ever been. Made, yeah, ever been made. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Maybe we should do uh, an episode on Scream Three again or Mission Impossible Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I would love to do that because I don't Versus really think episode. that movie is that bad. Oh, it's bad. It's horrible. <laughs> Regardless, I'm really glad that you guys let us do this. I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. I'll watch anything. Yeah, I know. You're welcome. And man. Happy birthday. Um, well, we have to do Mr. Stanley Hagar over here. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Lochnar over here. Lockner. So, we will have a now playing. Hanta, do you want to announce your wild card pick since that's kind of out of the, that'll be the next official wild card episode? Or I'm, wanna... I'm excited. I'm excited here. I've been waiting. Oh, right, right, right. No, no. Go ahead and tell. I've been patient. And... Yeah, but like, why would we announce it? Wait, no, don't, because then people would think the next episode was his wild card when it's not. It's a now playing. So you should announce that. The no, end because playing. these are coming out kind of back to back anyway. So Hanto, Matt, I've been patient. Do you want to hear this? I don't. I just tell don't no, because it. people want to know. Just what's the wild card. Just tell it. Then we people can watch it if we're, we're getting hey, it's Chris's birthday. It. So y'all ready for this? I'm excited. Uh, we covered one of these movies in the first season. It's not Problem Child 2. No, it's not. Uh, okay. We're going to do Three Ninjas Kick Back. Ooh, oh okay. Family, family action movie. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I think wow. I've seen this. I think I saw this a lot when I was a kid. You, okay. Now, do you like this movie? I can't remember. We'll find out. Oh, man, it's one of those. <laughs> We're going to find out together. <laughs> the only thing I remember is they replaced one of the kids, didn't they? Maybe Tum Tum. I can't remember. I was thinking it was Tum Tum. But yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think Tum Tum right. went from like a... Uh, black haired bull cut to like a blonde haired like yeah uh, i don't know whatever it's been a while since i've seen that 18 year old yeah tum hey tum. Uh, tum tum where are my jelly beans grandpa <laughs> <laughs> so uh so that'll end wild card month. i went through so many so many movies i thought it was be I went through, like, a flow too. chart of movies of like yeah. like a venn diagram like maybe this will good maybe this you know yeah trying to figure out it's a lot it's intense there were so many I things i wanted to pick once 30 years ago. It's <laughs> so like, weird to hear. Happy birthday. Yeah, We're watching probably. it. <laughs> hey, it's your birthday too. <laughs> this movie, what year is this movie? Uh, it I'm going to say 96. It is 94. 94. Okay. Holy crap. So three ninjas kick back. We'll finish off wild card. I'm very excited because, you know, like wild card month is like 
Oh, we're watching this together too. Oh, yeah, I think so yeah. too. I Just agree. us yeah. three, yes. but we're yes. gonna, us three are gonna watch it together. Yeah. Oh man. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to talk about that, and then we'll follow. We with get some. We get some Little Caesars. We get some PBR. Oh man. Ooh, like the old days. We fall asleep during the movie. Exactly. Dude. <laughs> I'm pretty sure at the, the first time we watched Three Ninjas, I fell asleep on top of Honto. Oh, absolutely. And me and him napped together for the last ten minutes. <laughs> you guys did. And Chris was pissed. When and the credits were rolling, he's like, you guys missed the end of the movie. <laughs> and then, you know, in the background, like, do, 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 boing, 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 yeah. boing. Jelly beans, jelly beans. <laughs> jelly beans. Hey, Grandpa, have some jelly beans for good luck. Jelly beans, jelly beans, jelly beans. So well, I'm very excited for this. I look forward to watch it. Yes. Yeah. And oh, yes, wow. we will need to watch this together. What, uh, a, what a rough month, guys. <laughs> that was hey, nuts. It's wild card month. It is. Anything goes. <laughs> right now, at this point, we're two for two. So join us. <laughs> Next episode where we cover Scream 5. Spoiler, we've already seen it, and I'm very eager to talk about it. And then we'll follow it with Hanto's wild card of Three Ninjas Kickback from 1994. If you have any requests or any comments or anything at all you want to let us know, you can hit us up on Facebook or you can email us at cinemacultpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up with a voicemail on anchor.fm. And as always, thank you so much for listening to this. We love doing it. We hope you love listening to it. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Hanto. And we'll see you next time. 